Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Erica Leek. And I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And this is our podcast, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. In this podcast, we talk about that resistance, the issues that prevent us from being socially just and free. The goal here, as many of you know, is to disrupt the status quo of racial inequality and inequity in systems. Each episode, we really challenge ourselves and each other and you to be the change that we want to see. And so we've been in a series called Justice for All. We've been talking about different types of justice. And today we're actually going to have a conversation about an experience that Tanya was fortunate enough to have. We're just gonna learn from, I'm um, gonna hear about her experiences and just learn some of the things. She's gonna share some of the things that she learned during this journey through justice. Yeah, so thank you, Erica. Mm -hmm. um, I had the privilege to travel to Montgomery and Selma, Alabama, the seat of the civil rights mm. movement. And I have to say that this trip was transformational mm. in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with, you know, Montgomery, Alabama, um, Montgomery is where the bus boycott happened in 1955 mm -hmm. with Rosa Parks. Yeah. But Rosa Parks was not the first person who, no, she wasn't. you know, who boycotted, mm -hmm. um, not boycotted, who refused to give up her seat. Right. Mm -hmm. She was just the face of yeah. that movement. Mm -hmm. um, but while there, we really had an opportunity to, um, to visit a couple of really important places in Montgomery. Mm -hmm. And then we traveled the road to Selma. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the, we, we, we rode on the path that those who marched for the Civil Rights Act um, and who marched for change in mm -hmm. America, mm -hmm. um, we traveled the road that they traveled, wow. which was really, really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I have to start with the um, Montgomery trip. Okay. So we were um, visiting the Legacy Museum. So some may be familiar with the Legacy Museum. It's a relatively new museum mm -hmm. that um, depicts our history from the enslavement period to mass incarceration. Oh, wow. Huh. So even just that. Yeah. Um, like, you know, and there's no photography mm -hmm. in this museum. Mm -hmm. So we literally um, just have to sit with whatever we experience as yeah. we go through it. And there's one way in and one way mm. out. So, you know, there's no like, you know, yeah, going backwards, you know, mm -hmm. you can, if you need to step out, okay. you can step out mm -hmm. and come back in. Mm -hmm. But really it's, you're going through this experience. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity to visit the Legacy Museum 
I highly encourage everybody mm -hmm. because what we what we often don't realize is that black history is American sure, history. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. there's a narrative that mm -hmm. we hear about that often doesn't tell the story yeah. that mm -hmm. needs to be told. Yeah, yeah. I I I agree with you. I um I wonder though with so I know when I watch a documentary or when I go to a museum and, you know, it tells the story of, you know, the experiences of African-Americans in this country, you know, sometimes I can be triggered because yes. um, I feel so, um, it's just, I, I just feel so, I don't know if sad is the word or there's some frustration, there's some anger, it's just a flood of emotions. Um, I, I imagine that you experienced that as well. How did you work through that? Like, how did you, you know, was there something that impacted you the most and, oh, yeah. and how did you work through that? Yeah, it was, it was really, it was powerful, but mm -hmm. it was really emotional. It was mm -hmm. a, a very sobering, somber kind mm -hmm. of a, mm -hmm. a trip. Mm -hmm. um, and in particular, this museum, and, and I'll talk more beyond mm -hmm. the museum as well. But, you know, you, when you first go in, it starts with the enslavement period. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we often don't realize is that that transatlantic slave trade did not just take place on American soil. Mm -hmm. It also took place in South America, in Canada, in Caribbean countries, you know, um, mm -hmm. and so we were not the first country that um, people were captured mm -hmm. and uh, against their will yeah. and brought over the ocean Very true. Um, through, you know, through the Middle Passage. And so the, one of the first things that kind of arrested me was this um, memorial, if you will, within the, within the museum of um, sculptured heads mm. of you know, depicting those who had gone through the Middle Passage um, with, you know, with the ocean water, you know, kind of rushing, yeah. you know, past them. Wow. And it was almost like a graveyard of sorts, mm -hmm. you know, and you're kind of walking through. And and when I say it, I didn't expect that, you mm -hmm. know, like I didn't, we didn't know what to expect because again, there's no photography in here. So it's not like I saw pictures mm -hmm. in advance. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking in and it's like, whoa, and it's just a stark, like, visual of the people who were stolen from their land, mm -hmm. brought over to America against their will, mm -hmm. under conditions that were very violent, mm -hmm. that were dehumanizing, mm -hmm. um, that was very threatening mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. Yeah. Every sense wow. of the word. And, you know, if we, if we were to think of anything that good that could have come out of it, it was we're here because of that. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. because there were some mm -hmm. who lived through the torture and lived through mm -hmm. all that happened so that we could be here mm -hmm. to tell mm -hmm. their story. Mm -hmm. And what I think often happens is there's not an opportunity to hear the narrative mm -hmm. of those who have been enslaved. Yeah, sure. And this particular museum does an amazing job telling the story of the enslaved people okay. that were brought over to this country. Mm. Um, one other piece in answer to your question that actually broke me down was the, the part of the um, museum. So it's, it's um, chronological. So it starts with the enslavement period, then we have emancipation and then Jim Crow and um, you know, the lynchings that took place during mm. the Jim Crow mm -hmm. era mm -hmm. after emancipation. 
And we're talking about, you know, thousands of black people whose lives were taken from them mm -hmm. as a result of stupid things, you know, just whatever some, you know, mm -hmm. white pe person in that time and era felt they could do to, um, to create horror yeah. for black families in the black community, they did. Mm -hmm. And just, they had theaters where you could see film, they had all kinds of art, you know, artifacts from mm -hmm. history. And I have to tell you, at one point, I literally broke down. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to excuse mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, go into the restroom and just collect myself. It mm -hmm. was just, it was very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. like, very, very overwhelming. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I know there are a number of people that I know um, that live, you know, north of Maryland that they don't like to go down south. You know, they don't like to go um because uh, they don't feel, you know, either welcomed or it's a reminder, you know, sort of this like generational kind of reminder of injustice mm -hmm. and degradation. Yes. Um, and yet you went, right? Um, and, you know, is that something that you would recommend for others um, to go? Is this something that you would recommend for, you know, African-Americans to experience um, and how would you recommend that they kind of push past their aversion to to going south? So my recommendation would be that every American mm -hmm. visit mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. museum. Mm -hmm. Every mm -hmm. American. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think in our country, we, um, we tend to want to hide behind the history mm -hmm. of this country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet it's that history yeah that is really important for us to know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we think about um, what our ancestors had to endure mm -hmm. in the South, yeah. you know, oftentimes that story is not told. Right. Even in our own family. Sure. You know, my grandfather's father, I think I've said this before, my grandfather's father was enslaved and I don't know much of anything about his situation. Mm. I knew about when they migrated north mm -hmm. from Mississippi, mm -hmm. and I knew that my grandfather swore he would never return mm. to the state of Mississippi mm -hmm. because of the horrors mm -hmm. that he, yeah. he saw and, and and was inflicted on not just you know people that he knew, but people, mm -hmm. you know, black people around them, and you know his own brother was forced out of Mississippi mm -hmm. and he too could have been one of those that was lynched wow. had it not been from for for a warning that he was given mm -hmm. um, and what's really terrible is you know a lot of times the lynchings would take place because people wanted to register to vote mm. I mean yeah something that it's we often take, take for, for granted. granted yeah yeah we don't realize people lost their lives yeah. because they wanted to register to have their voices be heard on the ballot mm -hmm. and then when the laws changed that said you have to allow them to vote they put up all kinds of barriers yeah and i actually have an artifact. yeah you were sharing some of that you have to share oh some goodness. of this um some it, of it that. was just so what would happen is they would um during the Jim Crow period, the powers that be, if you will, did not want black people to vote. And just like in the, during mm -hmm. the enslavement period, they didn't want black people to 
to be able to learn how to read. read right. They didn't want black people mm-hmm. to have a vote. Mm-hmm. And so they would create these exams mm-hmm. that, you know, people would have to go and take. Yeah. Just just read any one of them. Okay. These are three different exams. Just Okay. So at the top it says to register to vote in this state, you must correctly answer the questions in this examination. So one question is how many seeds are in a watermelon? Like that's one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, in what year did Congress gain the right to prohibit the migration of persons to the states? Like, I'm not even sure what that means, first of all. Right. Um, how many bubbles are in a bar of soap? This is actually on this exam. This is actually on this exam. Um, this is crazy. Draw a figure that at the bottom of this sheet that is square in shape. Divided in half by drawing a straight line from its northeast corner to its southwest corner. Then divide it once more by drawing a broken line from the middle of its western side to the middle of its eastern side. Absolutely ridiculous. This is crazy. This is craziness. This is craziness. How many jelly beans are in the jar in front of you? Like, that's a question on this exam to register to vote. I mean... Clearly, I mean, these are so silly, but think about somebody who wants to vote. Right. You know, the right. intent here is we are going to stop you. You are not going to to pass. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the intent here. Right. right. Like that. Th- this is in of itself. You know, I'm angry all over again. Oh, I mean, yeah. you shared this it's with triggering. me before, but it's I mean, really, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's the kind of foolishness. Yeah. You know, that our ancestors had to put up. With yeah. Just to have rights Mm -hmm. in this country Mm -hmm. and we're living in a day and time where they're trying to silence that history in some of our states mm -hmm. they don't want people to know they don't want children to know that's right and we did have the privilege of listening to brian stevenson Mm -hmm. so that was like a a bright yeah bright spot Mm -hmm. of that trip Mm -hmm. and brian stevenson um, is the author of the book just mercy Mm -hmm. um there was also a film there was also yeah Mm -hmm. And he's brilliant. He's a brilliant attorney, civil rights attorney who has fought for the rights of, you know, individuals on death row, you know, individuals who have had injustices against them um, in in the justice system. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has he has done some amazing work. He's also behind the Legacy Museum Mm. and the Peace and Justice Memorial, which is also known as the Lynching Memorial, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was another Mm -hmm. piece of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Brian Stevenson said something that was really really important. He said, you know, our, our country is not good with apologizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you go to South Africa, or if you go to Berlin, you're going to not only know that this country, those c- countries have um, come out of something yeah. horrific yeah. in terms of how they treated their mm-hmm. people. But you're also going to know that no more like this is not right. acceptable. Mm-hmm. This is not allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you go into Berlin, there are no statues of hit of Hitler mm-hmm. in Berlin. Mm-hmm. The students mm-hmm. are learning about the mm-hmm. Holocaust mm-hmm. often. They know yeah. all about it. There there mm-hmm. are memorials all over the place that um, honor the lives that were lost. Mm-hmm. And memorializes the lives that were lost mm-hmm. during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. In our country, in the state of Alabama, for Martin Luther King Day. They celebrate Martin Luther King slash Robert E. Lee Day. That is absurd. One of the generals from the Confederate Army. And there are 
hundreds mm -hmm. of statues mm -hmm. across the Confederate South, yeah. if you will, mm -hmm. depicting heroes mm -hmm. from the Confederacy. Yeah. Mm. In other words, basically their narrative yes. just continues. Yes. There's been no apology and mm -hmm. no, no correction that's been no. made. There yeah. hasn't even been reparations, which is mm -hmm. a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is. That we're mm -hmm. not going to have today. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, did you come up um, upon, or even did he talk about, like, okay, so now what do we do? We we know that this is the reality. We know that, like you said, there's very much still a southern narrative. Sure. You know, when sure. we think about, you know. Um, some of the outcomes that African Americans have in this in this country, um, socially, um, in the criminal justice system, in education, you know. So, 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 what are some of the strategies? Like, what are some of the remedies for this? That's a great question. I actually have answers to that. <laughs> I took notes when oh, I was talking. Okay. Someone actually asked the question, "What should we be thinking about?" Mm -hmm. And and his response was. First of all, we need to have proximity to those who've been marginalized. Mm -hmm. You know, and he tells the story of the first time he went to visit someone on death row. Um, and, you know, he, what we often think of is we see the crime that they've made and we've kind of like made the crime them mm. versus mm -hmm. seeing the individual for who they are. Okay. And he's like, if we are closer, if we are close to those who have been marginalized, it gives us an opportunity to understand their story mm -hmm. and to see them, mm -hmm. which is really important. Yeah. Um, another thing he talked about was being involved in the narrative change work. So that's what you and I are yes, doing right Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, what we do with yeah. our podcast. Mm -hmm. We are involved in that. We've got to continue mm -hmm. this work. It's really mm -hmm. important. He also says, do what's uncomfortable. Do the uncomfortable, inconvenient things. Mm. You know, and so so when I think about the uncomfortable, inconvenient things, I think it's when we speak out against injustice, yeah. that's uncomfortable now in mm. this country mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't have the mm. same level of risk of lynching that some of our, our ancestors had, but we still can face some repercussions yes. that, you know, could be, could hit us in the pocket, for that's example, right. mm -hmm. or could, you know, cause problems for our families or mm -hmm. what have you, potentially. Um, he also says that we need hopefulness. We need to mm. fight against hopelessness, mm -hmm. which is if when once we get to a place where we're hopeless, then we don't want to do anything about mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we don't have what we need yeah. to do something about the injustices mm -hmm. that are happening mm -hmm. still across this country. Mm. And so that was that's a great question, because that was something yeah. that, that he talked about. Mm. I yeah. love that last part, because. I think in this country for African-Americans and for some other marginalized groups, it is so easy to feel hopeless, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. things are never going to change, right. you know, right. or they're never going to get better. But I love that last part about being hopeful, right? because right. then, you know, like, oh, well, we've got hope, like something, you know, we can do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also talked about a, um, while you were there, a trip to Selma. Yes. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So Selma actually just kind of just gripped my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, Selma is a part of my own family lineage. Mm -hmm. um, my great great grandparents are from Selma. My great grandmother is from Selma. My grandmother is from Selma. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother and great grandparents actually migrated to Chicago from Selma in around oh. 1935 is okay. what I'm told. Mm -hmm. um, while we were in Selma, 
we had an opportunity to walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Mm -hmm. So the Edmund Pettus Bridge is the bridge that is known for Bloody Sunday mm -hmm. um, in March 7th, I believe, yeah. 1965. Okay. And that is, we've, we've seen, you know, like um, former President Obama mm -hmm. walk across that bridge, mm -hmm. our current mm -hmm. president walk mm -hmm. across that bridge mm -hmm. um, in memory of Bloody Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bloody Sunday was a day that, you know, a group of people marched, um, you know, and were protesting the um the injustices that mm -hmm. were happening mm -hmm. to black people mm -hmm. in america yeah and it be, it was known as bloody sunday because individuals got hurt mm -hmm. so you know the late john lewis was one of those individuals you know we've we've mm -hmm. um, heard about his story and if not i encourage you to just look yeah. up john lewis um and the work that he did in civil rights fighting for the rights mm -hmm. of, of uh, mankind and one thing that was really um, interesting about Selma is Selma has, you know, they are the seat of um, our civil rights movement mm -hmm. between Selma and Montgomery. Mm -hmm. And a lot happened in Selma. And one of the things we had an opportunity to meet the mayor mm -hmm. of Selma. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, you're talking about that narrative piece, you know, the story that needs to be told. He said the story of Selma doesn't start in 1965. The story of Selma starts in 1865. Wow. The last Civil War battle took place in Selma. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was news to me. Mm -mm. But what I did notice is that the the city itself needs a lot of help. Mm -hmm. They need help with infrastructure um, and logistics. They need resources. Mm -hmm. They need small businesses mm -hmm. and, and large mm -hmm. businesses and corporations. Mm -hmm. They need a tax base. Mm. Um, they need support in their school system. They need resources. Yeah. And I just felt this pull mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. because of the historical seat that they are. They have not been able to benefit from a lot of the resources that other communities have had have had an opportunity to benefit oh. from. You mm -hmm. know, they're they've they've lost out a lot and they mm -hmm. haven't been able to to reap the benefits almost like they're being punished mm. wow. for their role in the civil rights movement yeah yeah and that was mm -hmm. something that you know that the mayor actually conveyed and it it really touched me mm -hmm. you know to the mm -hmm. point that you know i was there with a group of people from nyu mm -hmm. where, I, where i graduated um one of the places where mm -hmm. i graduated and um, they were all leaders, the individuals that were mm -hmm. there. And we were all so moved that we're looking to, to collaborate around mm -hmm. how can we support this dynamically historic city that really needs a lot of resources yeah. and a lot of support. Mm -hmm. And it's a city that's over 80% black, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, like many cities, and it's a small city. So yeah. we're not talking about a big city. It's a small city mm -hmm. that has lost a lot of resources mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. the years. Wow. I mean, that is so, because we've talked about this, so yeah, I've kind yeah, of yeah. had some time to, to, to think about it. Um, Selma sounds like, you know, some other cities that have, you know, kind of faced some kind of like decline. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that um, Selma is, is um, like the residents of, of Selma? Because I know that, you know, they, they lack, you know, infrastructure. I would assume that then Selma's residents 
um, you know, just face sort of like a, almost like a cascade of, sure. of different types of, um, not just not discriminations, but you know, oppressions and, and marginalization and, and the like. Absolutely. Would you, yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. and sadly, you know, when people leave Selma, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't come, back. come back. Yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it's because when they, they don't come, there's nothing to come back to. Mm -hmm. Not nothing. There mm -hmm. is something to come mm -hmm. back to, mm -hmm. but there's a lot that has been taken and removed. Sure. So there, at one point there was um, a military base there mm -hmm. and an airport and now it's an abandoned you know, strip of land. Mm -hmm. And so imagine yeah. if, you know, if yeah. there was commerce in yeah. the city or if there was an mm -hmm. opportunity, for, if there's tourism. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people come there to see the Edmund Pettus Bridge, mm -hmm. but then they leave, mm -hmm. you know? And there's there's there, there weren't restaurants that we could go to. Huh. I mean, there may be some. Yeah. We just didn't see mm -hmm. what, what you would expect to see in a city that holds so much of our mm -hmm. country's history mm -hmm. and really pivotal history. Sure. You know, history that that um, created opportunities that you and I are are reaping the benefits mm -hmm. from today. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, if you're watching this, like open up your heart, mm -hmm. quite honestly, mm -hmm. to think about like how might you be able to support a city with with such a rich yeah. history. Yes, yes, yes. And I um I'm so interested to to see what will happen as a as a as a result of this. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that um, for some of us, it will require um, educating ourselves yes. and it will require us to, you know, find out some right. of the, um, you know, um, some of the resources, you know, that we can can gather. But you brought home a few. So I could did. you just I talk did. about that? So, could you just you talk know, about them? Here is a book that I that I was able to purchase while I was there that really just kind of talks about Selma in 1965. Mm -hmm. It's a it's it's a picture and storybook. If you I will, love it. Mm -hmm. um, that just shows a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of history, mm -hmm. you know, that transpired um, during that time. And it, it's it's a great opportunity to be able to um, learn mm -hmm. about what happened. Mm -hmm. um, another book that I picked up while I was down there, you know, lies my teacher told me everything your American history textbook got wrong. That is so. This isn't just about Selma. This I is really just about this. history. I started this. Mm -hmm. I started reading it. You know, when we talk about um, teaching students to be um, teaching students to be able to um, analyze their socio-political context. I saw really great questions mm -hmm. that students can use to be able to question what they're reading about different places. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so who's the author? What's their ideology? What's their gender, their race, mm -hmm. their their sex? What's their socioeconomic status? You know, what what um, bent do they have, yeah. if you will? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. where do they get their information? Mm -hmm. Does their information um, match other resources mm -hmm. that are out there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of that's so you know, I, I I love that. Um, it just reminded me when I was when I taught AP. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things that we started with was like, what is the author's positionality? Yes. Right. Yes, so exactly. when were they writing? What were they writing about? What were some of their previous, you know, um, activities politically or otherwise literary? You know, um, what kind of background did they have? Because all that makes a difference. Right, and right. but what I love here is that do this for everybody. Yes. Right. We all do this do for everybody Especially now when we, we were living in such a polarized yeah. environment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of resources and artifacts out sure. there that will 
um, that provide evidence yeah. of what really happened and mm -hmm. what really transpired. Mm -hmm. So case in point, there was in, in this book, and I only just started reading it, but in this book, there is um, a depiction of a sixth grade teacher who is teaching her students history. And she says to her students, um, you know, many of the U.S. presidents before Abe Lincoln were slave owners. Students were outraged, like, how dare you? That can't be true. Mad at the teacher. And the and they were like, that can't be true because we read in the textbook. It's this, there's nothing in our textbook that says that they own slaves. And she's like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. So each of the kids started to do their own research on each of the presidents and came back angry with not just the te not with the teacher this time, but with the publishers mm. of their history books. Wow. Because they were mm -hmm. like, why is this not in yeah. here? This is really important mm -hmm. information. Wow. You know, wow. and these are mm -hmm. sixth graders, mm -hmm. you know, so that was like really powerful. Yeah. Um, but it just tells us that we've got to be careful. Like even as parents, it's our responsibility as well. Yeah. Not just the school system. That's right. To learn about our history That's and right. the full history. That's right. That's you know, right. And teach our children. And cause, because kids can handle it. They can. There's a lot of, you know, um, well, I think, I don't want to say foolishness, but there's a lot of rhetoric around not making kids feel bad and everything like that. But the truth is that kids can handle it. They can. They can handle it, especially when we, um, you know, approach this, you know, with, with empathy, but we approach it with, you know, with the correct information. Mm -hmm. They can handle it. And just like those kids were like, wait a minute, why didn't we know? And what a powerful statement mm -hmm. that is, you know, to... Let's let why why isn't this in here? Right. And you know right. you need to address this. Right. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, your you, you know share. your journey. Um, you know when yeah. you came back and told me about it, you know I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna have to get down there, and yes. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. I, I want to take take yeah. members back as well. It's yeah. really really important that we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you again. Thank, thank you. you again, and thank you for joining us. I'm Erica Leek, and I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And we hope that you follow us on social media and we'd love to hear what you think about this episode.